Hello, everyone, and this is Rich Sports Talk, Sports Talk Worth a Million, and I'm your host, Nolan Rich. Thank you so much for joining us here on the program today. Excited to talk to you, and, you know, I'd like to do a couple movie references, right, in my shows, and today, one of the most popular movies of all time is The Wizard of Oz, and I thought it was very appropriate for what we were going to talk about today. You all remember that scene in the movie, right? When they pull back the curtain and you see the wizard paying no attention to the man behind the curtain. Kind of reminds me of how the New York Mets are right now. The headline today was Mickey Calloway and Jason Vargas were fined for their blowing up at a reporter after losing another game with their woeful bullpen in Chicago. And on the surface, it seems pretty easy, right? The manager's losing his team. But the real problem is no one's really addressing the elephant in the room. There's a reason why Mickey Calway is still the manager of the New York Mets. And that's to protect Brody Van Wagenen. And even Met fans are getting wise to it. Over the last couple weeks, Mickey Calway is almost becoming a sympathetic figure. Because a lot of Mets fans feel like he's been given a short deck. And the more Met fans I talk to, they're on the same page with me. Mickey Calway may not be a good manager. He might make moves that make you scratch your head. But right now, he can say whatever he wants. And we heard his press conference this afternoon. But one of the reasons he blew up was because they basically said, well, wait, are you doing your moves based on what the organization is telling you? And when you look at the Mets right now, that's kind of how it feels like it is. That Brody is pulling the strings, not Mickey Calloway. Because once again, Jeff McNeil sat yesterday for quote-unquote load management, even though he's one of the hottest hitters in baseball and had five games in a row where he had two or more hits. And they took him out of the lineup in a game where they could have won their first road series since April. And they also sit Michael Conforto, one of their best young players, and I know the conventional wisdom is, well, there's a lefty on the mound. Okay. okay, you still should probably put your best hitters in this lineup. And then it was the bullpen, taking out Jacob deGrom early and going to the bullpen. But the issue with the bullpen is, it's not Mickey Cowley handling this bullpen. It's the way this bullpen was constructed. It's the way this roster was constructed by Brody Van Wagenen. Now, I heard a comment today by a by members of the New York media saying, oh, you can't fire Brody. It will just make the organization look dysfunctional. They already look dysfunctional. They looked dysfunctional when they hired him back this offseason. And a lot of people around the league were going, what are the Mets doing hiring a former agent? Now, I know conventional wisdom is baseball is slower than a lot of sports. You got to see how he does in the draft. You got to see how he does developing young players. But those guys are years away. All I'm just saying is you look at the moves that Brody has made. Outside of re-signing the ground, what good move has he made? Sure, he signed Wilson Ramos, but he also butchered the catching situation with Mazzarocco, who they basically forced to retire. They forced Darno down our throats for the first couple of weeks until they realized he couldn't play, and then they designated for assignment for him, and now he's with Tampa Bay. And, of course, the Robinson Cano trade. And yesterday just felt like for Met fans watching, and I don't care what the organization says, 
it feels like they're trying to justify this trade because they got to try to get Cano going. But the longer this is going, and I know it won't be the best option, especially because the Mets don't like spending money, and I know it might hurt them going forward, but if this continues with Robinson Cano, I would buy out the rest of the contract. And I understand that's going to be $20 million against your cap for the next four seasons on. But here's the thing. You have a better option and a cheaper option for that time. It's called Jeff McNeil. I mean, he's seeing over 340. If you want to play him at third base, sure. But to me, he's your second baseman of the future. I mean, you could play him everywhere. But man, with Robinson Cano, it just feels like he's done. You just look... The eye test is telling you he's done. I mean, let's be honest, the Mets... The Met, the best thing that can happen to the Mets with Robinson Cano is if he gets busted again for PEDs and gets suspended for a year, and then the Mets are void of that contract for a year. That would be the best thing that happens to the Mets. But at this point, Robinson Cano, you just watch him and just watch his energy. It just feels like he's checked out. It just feels like that. Just watching him play, it just feels like he's checked out. feels like he's made his money. He's had his great career, and this is just, you know, padding some stats on the back end. And basically for him, well, I'm out of Seattle now. I'm in New York. And this was the thing I said all offseason for anyone who's to this podcast. I said, this is why I'm worried about Brody Van Wagenen. Not only because he's never been a general manager, not only does he not have that experience, especially in the drafting room, but to me, wouldn't you be concerned if he's going to favor his former clients over the best player? And it feels like that this whole season. Every move he has made... If it hasn't been decent, it's been a disaster. Edwin Diaz has not looked like an elite closer. He is not. He's been a good closer, but for what the Mets gave up with their top prospect, uh, and they had to take the Cano contract back, not really a good deal for them. I mean, you look at the way this roster is constructed right now. They have a lot of players playing out of position. I mean, you look at their outfield situation, they're playing Dom Smith in the outfield. They're playing outfielders that aren't outfielders. They're a terrible defensive team because everyone's playing out of position. You have infielders playing in the outfielders. You have corner outfielders playing center field. And, of course, the bullpen. This bullpen is completely on Brody. Because you look right now, this bullpen is terrible. They had opportunities to sign guys early in the season to maybe make a minor move to help build this bullpen. And the problem with Brody was what he said this offseason. He didn't give the Met fans that they were this was a two- or three-year project. He didn't give the Met fans that this was a year where they were going to develop their young players and hope to compete. No, 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 no. Remember when he stood up there and said, we're the best team in the NL East. Come and get us. You know what's the problem with that? You have to back it up. And he hasn't backed it up. If you are going to sell your fan base that you are all in on a season, then why when you had an opportunity to get a great closer or a good starting pitcher to help bolster this rotation or even make trades to help bolster this bullpen, why haven't you done any of that? Why haven't you done any of that? Because to me, it just seems like the Mets right now, they're content where they are. And that's a sub-500 team. Especially when you consider if they had somewhat of a bullpen, they'd be over 500 right now. They'd be over 500 right now. 
And it hurts because one of their best prospects that they traded for Cano, he was a good pitcher in double A, but he was a power arm. You could have used him in the bullpen this year. And so everyone is blaming Mickey Callaway and saying Mickey could get fired. You know what? I kind of hope Mickey gets fired just to relieve him. Just to relieve him because this right now, he's just twisting in the wind. Do I think he's a great manager? No, but you look at the moves they've made with the firings of a great pitching coach and who they brought in and a pitching analyst. I mean, what are they doing? At least if they had a plan. I know Met fans did not like Sandy Alderson, but at least with him, you felt like you had somewhat of a plan. Mets don't have a plan right now. They've gotten lucky because Jeff McNeil and Peter Alonso have been great. And they're two great young building blocks that you can build around. But right now for the Mets, I would strongly consider firing Brody Van Wagner by the end of the season. And the reason they're keeping Mickey Calloway around or Brody's keeping him around because they could have let him go a couple weeks ago when they had that whole stay of the union. Brody could have fired him in the offseason and said, you know what, he wasn't my guy, I want to hire my guy. Brody doesn't have that luxury anymore. And the more and more I keep hearing from Met fans and they're finally agreeing with me, Mickey isn't the problem. Is he the solution? No. And everyone keeps saying, well, they can bring in Joe Girardi. Do you really think Joe Girardi's going to come in if he doesn't get a chance to run this operation? If he feels like he's going to be dictated by the people above him, he's not going to take this job. If he's allowed to manage and make the rosters and help construct the 25-man roster the way he sees fit, then I'm all for it. But if he's going to be told what to do, which it feels like it will be from the top of this organization, he's not going to take this job. He's not going to take this job. It's not going to happen. I know that disappoints Met fans, and I'm disappointed too, but he's a smart guy. He's not going to give up his job right now or come to a situation where he knows he's not going to have the best chance to win. And I understand that people are worried that if you fire Brody that it might hurt your next hire, and it might, but at least get a guy that you could see maybe being a general manager and not an agent. I mean, this is just bad. I mean, a lot of things have gone right for the Mets this year, too. And it's just frustrating because you're seeing everything. This team is just always on the cusp, but they have a terrible bullpen. And Brody, once again, has not addressed the issues. He hasn't made minor moves. He's made a couple of minor signings, but that was when this roster had a lot of injuries. But he hasn't addressed the bullpen. He hasn't addressed the elephant in the room. He hasn't addressed the weakest point of this team. You cannot survive in baseball in 2019 with a weak bullpen. And that's what the Mets have right now. They have a weak bullpen. And everyone keeps saying Mickey Callaway, he should be the one to go. To me, they both got to go. And I know it won't be easy because you have a terrible owner in the Wilpons. But right now, this was an experiment, and it is backfiring completely in the Mets' faces. Because Brody was promised, and he stood up there at that podium saying he was going to be aggressive and that the Mets were going to be all-in on this season. Well, where's the all-in on this season? Have they addressed the bullpen? No. Have they addressed it, the starting pitching depth? No. They haven't. They haven't. And worse, they're letting their manager just twist in the wind. And I'm telling you, and I said it at the beginning of this podcast, this is the reason Mickey isn't getting fired. The reason Mickey isn't getting fired 
is that Brody is hoping that Met fans will continue to blame him for the team's woes. But the longer this goes on, the better Mickey Calloway looks and the worse Brody looks. Because the second you fire Mickey, all the attention is going to go to Brody and how this roster is constructed. I mean, you have Peter Alonzo, who just set the Mets record for home runs in a season. We're not even at the All-Star break. Jeff McNeil is a hitting machine. And this team is under 500. They haven't won a road series since April? Are you kidding me? Jacob DeBronk once again can't get wins because he doesn't have a bullpen that can get outs behind him? And look, I understand that there are things you can't control. But when you see you have a dilapidated bullpen, you see you have a piece like Dom Smith, who's a very good position player that doesn't have a position on this team because of Peter Alonzo, and you don't address the bullpen... I'm not saying they had to even go out there and get some of the big free agents. Just get someone. Get a competent bullpen arm. Maybe make a trade with a team that's already out of it. But the fact that you are just sitting there letting this bullpen blow game after game after game. It's not Mickey's fault. Who's Mickey going to turn to? Who's Mickey going to turn to? He doesn't have anyone he can trust in that bullpen. He doesn't. Even Diaz, his closer... After the last month he's had, do you really think Mickey is has faith in him that he can get three outs? As opposed to yesterday where he could have maybe got five outs? No. No. So for the Mets, it's a mess again. And to me, I know it's short, and I'm one that always praises patience. But here's the problem. When you think outside the box and you try to outsmart the room, and it doesn't work, it's better to address that early than later. And the meds were trying to outsmart the room. We're going to be different. We're going to hire an agent to be the general manager and to build this roster. And it has been a disaster. And I know the Wilpons love Brody. I know they love him. But if you want to get the best manager in here, if you really want to get Joe Girardi, Brody's got to go too because Joe won't come here. Great managers won't come here. And I understand that the value of a manager in baseball has gone down. But at least give me someone that can give me a plan. Because saying you're the best team in the NL East like Brody did, that's not a plan. That's a wish. That's a wish. That's not a plan. What's the plan? At least with Sandy, the plan was try to build around these young arms. Met fans, I understand they want to win, but at this point, just give them a plan. Whether it's rebuilding for two or three years, whether it's trying to go all in next year, just give them a plan. Because right now, they don't look like they have a plan. They're trying to rebuild, but they're trying to compete. They They don't know what they're doing. And to me, it all starts from the top. And you can't change the owner. And I don't think the manager's the biggest problem. To me, it's the front office. They took a risk with Brody. And it has blown up in their faces. It's time for Brody to go. For the New York Mets to be successful. Because the longer you hold out, and I know it's not a good look to fire him after one season, but the longer you hold out, can make this an even bigger mess and make it an even more 
less appealing job than it is now. At least now you have DeGrom and you have a couple good young pieces that a young general manager might say, you know what? I might be able to trade one of these young arms, get some more pieces, but at least I have some building blocks here. I have Alonzo, I have McNeil, I have DeGrom, and maybe even Diaz. You have some good young pieces to build around. It could be an attractive job, but the longer the Mets keep Brody and keep this charade up, the worse it's going to get. That's going to do it for this episode of Rich Sports Talk. Remember, you can listen to us wherever podcasts available. We have a new home. We are on iHeartRadio. Of course, the iHeartRadio app. Check us out there on TuneIn, Spotify, SoundCloud, or basically wherever you can listen to a podcast. We are there. Make sure to reach out to the show, richsportstalk at gmail.com. If you have any questions or topics you'd like us to discuss on the show, and, of course, reach out to us social media, Rich Sports Talk on Twitter, Facebook, and Instagram. But until next time, guys, I'm Nolan Rich, and this is Rich Sports Talk.